The evening was dull, and Clara had never been so glad to sink into her bed at the end of the evening. She was weary from evading Mr. Cavanaugh's attempts to woo her, and was just settling down into her pillows when there was a knock upon her door. Come in, she said, knowing from the gentle tap that it would be her aunt. Dear Clara, Aunt Eleanor said, as she came in and perched on the side of the bed. I cannot tell you how much your uncle and I have enjoyed having you stay with us whilst you've undertaken your studies. And I cannot thank you enough for your kindness and generosity, Clara said, taking her aunt's slender hand in hers and smiling up at her. You are welcome here whenever you wish and for as long as you like. We love you, darling. But, Clara queried, your papa has written to your uncle. And I must return home? Indeed, Aunt Eleanor said delicately. From the look on her face, Clara knew she was holding something back from her. And, she prompted. Her aunt's face was stricken. And he wishes you to be wed upon your immediate return. He says you have had quite long enough to get this headstrong nonsense out of your system, and that he has made arrangements with an acquaintance who will be running for the Senate next year. He needs a wife with breeding and intelligence, and your papa thinks you need a husband to tame you, I'm afraid. I can just hear him saying every word, Clara said with a wan smile. She had known that papa would not stand for her charting her own course through life for much longer. He had only begrudgingly permitted her to attend university in Stanford because Uncle Horace was in California and could keep a watchful eye on her. I knew this day might come and I suppose I hoped I might find someone suitable before he chose for me. You still could, Aunt Eleanor said enigmatically. I doubt it very much. In all my time here, I have not yet met a single young man to interest me, she said, trying not to let her mind stray back to the young gentleman she had met in the library that very day. That is a shame, Aunt Eleanor conceded. If you were already affianced before you return home, or better yet, already wed, your father could not interfere. Mr. Cavanaugh would be delighted to oblige, she giggled. Ugh, Clara said. Even the erstwhile senator-to-be would be preferable to that fate. It does not matter, Aunt. I have always known that there would be a price to pay for all of this. She looked around at the piles of notebooks and texts stacked around her bed. It seems a little high to me. After all, your papa married my sister for love and not for her money or position. We had none, so it could only have been for her pretty face and charm, Aunt Eleanor said a little huffily. Now, I've brought you the newspaper. I wondered if once again you fancied taking your destiny into your own hands. With that cryptic statement, she placed the newspaper onto the bed beside Clara, kissed her on the forehead, and left the room. Curious as to what her aunt might have meant, Clara began to leaf through the pages. However, she did not see a single article that she thought relevant to her predicament. Then she turned the final page and found column after column of matrimonial advertisements, one of which she had circled in dark black ink. Clara chuckled. So, Aunt Eleanor thought she should become a mail-order bride, did she? What a notion! but it would not be the most unusual thing she had ever done. After all, her desire for education would always be deemed to be the most unladylike thing she could ever do. 
As she began to read some of the advertisements, she wondered if it might just be the perfect solution, especially when she read the one her dear aunt had circled for her. With every word, she felt her lips curling into a genuine smile of interest and excitement. The gentleman of Texas seeks to correspond with a polite, kind, and intelligent young woman with a view to possible matrimony. The subscriber is minister to a growing town with a fine home and can offer all the comforts to a woman with fine intellect and ideally a passion for knowledge and fun. Interests include playing the violin terribly, the organ passably, and the pianoforte well, reading everything I can order from the city, and in particular, horticulture. All replies should be sent to Box 33, the California Herald.